Hey, what's up? Um, welcome to the fifth episode of the Big Gay Comfy Couch, and today we're going to talk about OnlyFans. So, how are you doing today, Ty? I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> doing well. Having a great weekend. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm having a great weekend too. We have a really cute dog with us this weekend, and I've really been enjoying his company. Dogs make it. It's a golden retriever. He's got some mm-hmm. um, reddish hair, and he's very cute. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about OnlyFans, and I think we're going to start off with just kind of where the origins of OnlyFans came from, and also just like the porn industry as a whole. Um, as as we know, we know that um, porn has been around for ages and has molded and changed throughout the years, and I think the where porn is now or was, and now as we come into OnlyFans, it's actually a really unique almost uh, changing of power. I think that's a very interesting uh, component to it. But uh, yeah, Matt, do you have any comments on that? Yeah, so I did a little research and it looks like OnlyFans started in 2016 as a platform for performers to have their exclusive content, like photos, videos, whatever, and then people pay a subscription fee to get access to that. Yep. So it's essentially just a way for people to monetize, I guess, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. It could be like photos of their vacation or related to anything, a movie project. or. Mm-hmm. But then I think pretty quickly it became mostly known for porn and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, and in 2021, they announced that they were going to completely ban porn off of their platform, mm-hmm. I believe. And that caused a huge backlash because I can imagine that was most of their revenue, I would think. And this was everywhere. This was in like the New York Times. It was on podcasts everywhere. And then a few days later, they took it back um, and said, okay, we're going to allow it. I guess because they probably talked to their payment partners about it more and saw that maybe like the public opinion was changing. Yeah, or um, could just been a, like a massive marketing ploy to like get more audience eyeballs on on the company itself and the brand. But yeah, that's genius. But also, I feel like that could encourage performers to switch to another website, move their following over, and then yeah, or they just never were going to do it. So they just wanted like a week or a couple weeks of like the limelight and uh, PR. True. Yeah, Um, But you never know. I think, yeah, I think it's interesting because there is that kind of side of like the banking financial like payment gateway where I think it's interesting because I don't really see like if someone's personally okay with like sharing certain content and then they're getting paid directly from it, like for it, I really don't see in our society there being like an issue um, financially, like it's not like human trafficking it's not like money laundering like it's straight up you are providing value in a certain business um you maybe you're taking your clothes off to do so but like at the end of the day like that seems like you know it's the oldest like job like it's like historically like dates back thousands of years like being like a prostitute or like being like in that in that sexual scene is like um sits in the origins of us as a society so i think there's always going to be a place for it so i think we should do our best to make it as ethical and fair to the parties involved as possible. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's 
mostly pretty ethical to allow people to have control over what they put out and make most of the money from it. Yeah. I think it's like an 80-20 cut. So, like, the performer makes 80%, OnlyFans takes 20%. Yeah. And I honestly think that's fair because they do provide, I think they provide, like, a payment platform, um, like, all these, like, messaging services. Um, I think that's a pretty fair cut. I think, yeah, so, and if you look back on, like, maybe where... Uh, like porn has been or porn studios or people that like end up getting into porn it's that that's a big issue right like people get paid you know at, in the beginning if you're not a big star like a couple hundred dollars per scene and there's yeah. no real like there's no real communication as to like how that's measured whereas like you know you could do a couple hundred dollars for a scene and then that um, studio ends up selling like that scene for thousands of dollars if not like you know you pay five you get paid 500 and they make like 20k and you were really like the backbone of like what made that profitable it seems like only fans really like bridges a gap where like the creator is really being provided like monetarily fairly for what they create versus i honestly think like a lot of um the porn world is very like they exploit like what they can get through uh, certain um, certain performers, and unless they really like communicate what they want, um, so I think there's a bit of naivete and not really communicating like how much they're how much studios are making and like what how the actual business works on like a macro front. So I I really do appreciate OnlyFans kind of coming forward into the modern world and yeah transferring transferring that power back to people that should earn the money because they're creating the content me too and i think for me like i'd much rather watch something on OnlyFans than i probably would from like a traditional porn studio or something Mm -hmm. because i feel like it's just i don't personally use OnlyFans now but i'm just saying like i feel like people enjoy amateur stuff more than they enjoy stuff that's like really highly produced maybe a little corny Obviously, that's not true for everyone because I know there are some people that really like like the very like bright lights staged thing. But I think it feels almost like more personal or just like yeah hotter for people to watch someone that they feel like could be like their partner or like you know their friend or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I can see why people probably like to watch it. Um, But yeah, I think like the traditional porn industry, like there are also so many more elements that go into it, like more middlemen, because porn stars have agents. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's the studio, which has like employees. There's all the crew, Mm -hmm. the director, um, you know, people working on like makeup and stuff like that. So it's like, there are just so many more people to pay out. And I feel like there's a place for that maybe, but it's not the what the whole industry should be yeah but i do think yeah like porn stars really get screwed in that way because (laughs) um (laughs) they only make like yeah like whatever five hundred dollars or you know maybe if you have a name you're making more or if you have like some sort of specific kind of draw but like i feel like you're putting a lot of yourself out there to only make like five hundred dollars like yeah, I feel like if I want, like, if I was to, like, if my mind was going into entering, like, the porn industry and I was starting out, like, the biggest thing that I would want is, like, an equity stake 
in the porn studio itself on top of whatever I'm getting paid. I don't just want a cash payout. I want to like receive like passive income off of like whatever video I create. Whenever it gets viewed on Pornhub, I want to get like a percentage of it. Like that's really like what should happen. Like there should be a percentage payout that each like um, performer gets. And also like the studio gets their cut, but it's still like five, 10% like passively for a video you did like 20, 30 years ago. It's like, I think it's like fair if it's still being viewed that that's like kind of how the business structure works. But of course at this time, like it just doesn't, but I do think that the studios are going to have to try to find a middle ground or they're just going to be completely like dissolved because they're not going to survive. I kind of might like lean towards the latter. I think maybe they could just really become scarce and maybe there a few will remain that have kind of a more of a value offer yeah. to bring to the table because yeah I just don't think it's like worth it for people the people doing the porn or you know I feel like people watching it too like <laughs> though the times that I've watched traditional porn hasn't been because I paid yeah but I might consider paying five or ten dollars a month if there was something I really wanted to see on OnlyFans there's also like a value exchange, like if you know the money is going directly towards like, like a performer that you really like or someone that like you maybe like resonate with that you know that like they deserve, like they're getting paid for it, but like versus like that seems a lot more meaningful than paying like a studio that's just gonna like, that's just making like a lot of money hand over fist and not providing like the performers like fair uh, compensation but if you did know that the studio was doing that like it's like we always treat our performers really well we pay them very like well better than anyone in the industry like a lot of people I feel like would be more drawn to like buy into that subscription as well so yeah I think that's something to like I don't know think about at least for like from a business standpoint both on the OnlyFans side and the studio side yeah I agree that like it should be more of a consideration but I also kind of think, I don't know if when people are looking to, like, watch porn, they're necessarily thinking about, like, ethics first. I think people are just, like, wanting to watch something that they think is hot and watch perhaps a person that they think is hot. I don't know if they're, like, always, like, I wonder if they got a fair cut from, like, Brazzers or whatever, like, before they go ahead and watch a video or something like that depends i mean there's people that buy certain clothing based off of like ethical standards or uh eat certain food like people you know don't eat certain like eat meat because they care about the animals that like that walk this earth but there's also a lot of people that are like i'll just smash it like a mcdonald's burger and like it doesn't matter like so there's there's definitely like a a mindset and there's a market for both parties but I think it's the same way you look at like clothing manufacturing. Like I would ra- way rather pay like $150 for like a sweater that's really well made, but also made like ethically versus like an H&M sweater that's garbage and is just gonna fall apart and be a waste. And like made by someone that was like in a foreign country, like not ma- like not being treated well. So it's like, I mean, that's just like my standpoint and like mindset, but I'm sure other people also like share um, a, some uh, somewhat of a similar uh, perspective in in different ways, but I do think it's because you like it's almost like like 
like porn and and you know the sexual world is just not talked about um, in general society anyway. So people kind of do mm-hmm. it like under um, like under closed doors um, or within closed doors. So I guess yeah, like to your point, like there's less like like judgment from peers and stuff depending like like on what like you watch and whether it's free or not or like whether what studio but there's really not like as there was not really much of an option uh prior to OnlyFans to like make that choice to be like I'd rather just subscribe to this one content creator or multiple content creators um versus like subscribing to a porn studio or you can just get the exact same thing like yeah for free well actually that's an interesting point because before OnlyFans, some content creators were posting like more explicit content on patreon um now patreon was established in 2013 um and basically they say that they've always banned pornographic content but they used to be a lot more lenient with it so like people were posting it making money off of it whatever and then I don't know exactly when it was, but maybe maybe around the time OnlyFans came out, it seemed like they were getting more like strict on it. So now they only allow um, like n- nudity, but not pornographic material. So it can't involve people engaging in sexual acts such as masturbation or sexual intercourse. So that one kind of died out for for this purpose, I feel like. But now I've seen some other sites besides Only OnlyFans. Um, come up like I think there's one called like just for fans and I imagine there's a few others so I think as it becomes I mean it's obviously a huge industry I think there's going to be more competition Mm -hmm. like in the next few years because it's like certainly they're not the only people that can code a website that allows people to make a profile and start posting explicit content yeah like I would even like like I would be I would be surprised if we didn't see like a big major social media conglomerate like like Twitter or something that come out with their version of the platform and basically like consume that market where it's like it's basically like the like an adult area of the social media platform like for those creators because it's obviously like very um, financially advantageous for the business to to make like passively like that type of income off off of creators and it provides a platform for um individuals to create their own content and monetize it so yeah i'm surprised that like patreon didn't fight harder to like try to keep that market share but it kind of makes sense because it's like you're not if you're i feel like they almost did it under the radar for a long time and they weren't Mm -hmm. getting like hit as hard by like um regulators and legislation but i think um, OnlyFans has really tried to like stick it out, and I think they're almost like breaking the um, breaking the, barriers, the sex glass ceiling. I was just, <laughs> like, um, to, breaking the to, sticky glass ceiling. Yeah, to make sure that like I mean, it's gonna like eventually make bigger social media platforms open to the idea of people creating this um, type of content. Because I've even, like you can even see like Instagram being like more lenient with like nudes like soft nudes being posted or people like posting like like i don't know like half nude photos and stuff like that like pretty like openly which i didn't like i like past instagram was like not like that at all um like you could post like a swimsuit photo but like you can never like post like anything further like further than that 
which um yeah which is like interesting because i don't think it's like ever been like censored to be like this is an 18 plus like account like you can't look at this which is something they probably should do but yeah i don't know twitter is kind of native to like that type of material anyways and like i'm sure with you know new ownership of twitter and like trying to be more like open um about people creating whatever they want to create as long as like they're in control of it and they're making the decisions upon like their own content i think it can do a lot of good like too as well and make people you know like use their body the same way like somebody that's a singer uses their voice or a painter uses their hands um or a writer uses their hands to, <laughs> and like, what, what is a sex worker use their body <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. yeah i just trying to get you to say oh a funny word um so another well first of all i was gonna say do you think we're among like a social media sexual revolution or something where it's like all those barriers are being broken and eventually we're gonna have kind of like an open um i think we are definitely in a shift i think there's definitely still stigma behind it but i think um i would say that anyone that's kind of like oh like i could never do that like secretly was mm. like oh I would love to do that but I just like don't have like the confidence or the courage to to, to perform that way because it's like I mean at the end <laughs> of the day like to do to get paid well and to make a go of it on OnlyFans I mean you have to have your own like you have to be like proactive with it all the time make a lot of content you need to like make it like you need to stand out with people because you're basically like selling yourself like to to, mm-hmm. to, to get people to sign up for your subscription that it's going to be worthwhile in the future to to be a part of your community you're ba- you're closing a lot of doors as it stands i would say like in terms of um that content always being out there if it doesn't work out you still like if you have to go back to another job like you've limited like the amount of job opportunities like you're not yeah. probably be like prime minister or like president or in government anytime soon i think eventually people aren't gonna care like our generation when we're like 50 is gonna be like yeah whatever. it's just gonna be normal to us i feel like yeah like it, it and it should be like it's i don't think we should be so uncomfortable with like our bodies or like people being like in the nude like that seems like why like we all come into this world in the nude and it's like why has this become like so people are just uncomfortable with their bodies and it's all this like self-esteem issues i think we all just need to like relax and you know understand that we all like have the same body parts and it's not like it doesn't have to be this taboo thing that people feel like uncomfortable about um but i think yeah so those are like things that barriers to people that do try to get into um the industry but i do think there's a lot of personal development that i'm sure a lot of OnlyFans creators have gone on to like of like being a lot more confident and like um understanding of business because like at the end of the day it is like you are running a business and um yeah i think we are on the road to um being more accepting of um like people who work in the sex trade i think it's gonna it will take time it's not going to be like overnight with like how people were a lot more accepting with like same-sex relationships like because i think that's like easier to understand and like people don't have to be as involved but like I can understand how, like, Martha is not comfortable with, like, her daughter Candace, like, po- like posting, like, like you know, 
these photos and stuff like online and like engaging in like certain scenarios like that makes sense like that's like uncomfortable for like certain people in like depending on what your family's like or what your relationships are like yeah that can be like an uncomfortable scenario um so i understand why there's stigma and a little bit more emotion um tied to certain like individuals but uh well i think that's an interesting point you made um before too because now with only fans like it feels like a much lower barrier to entry than like the porn industry where you probably have to like submit like digital photos of yourself and like apply to a porn company <laughs> like only fans like i think you and i both know people from like high school or from wherever mm. that are doing it now yeah. and would they have necessarily been porn stars no. if only fans wasn't around yeah. so i think it is becoming more widespread but one one little stat I got from an article on earthweb.com says an average OnlyFans creator is believed to have 21 subscribers and make $151 per month. And so that's like, what, maybe like 1500 bucks a year or something? Mm-hmm. Something like, is that worth it? I don't know. It's a lot In of money. In today's climate? Like, <laughs> I feel like... You can pay for yeah, so it's like utility bill. It's almost like there's a separation between there's certain people that like they make enough money that it really doesn't matter what anyone thinks because they're set for their retirement they're making like a lot of money so it's like do i care what you know some random family who could potentially employ me thinks like no because i'm making like hundreds of thousand dollars a month yeah but i think yeah it's interesting because it's almost like regardless i think it shouldn't matter financially like how you're doing I think it is a self-development uh, practice because when you go and you like you choose to do OnlyFans and you're like working up like to be comfortable with it I think you gain a sense of confidence that like you would have otherwise like never gained to be like I don't care I don't care what other people think I'm doing this for me like um etc and I think I also feel like there's stats and data as to like how much effort you put into it like if you post like you know, a couple pictures and, like, don't, like, advertise, like, on Twitter or, like, actively seek out, like, collaborations with other OnlyFans creators. Yeah, I feel like you're in that limbo where it's, like, you're not quite doing enough to really make the most of it, but you're doing enough that, like, those images could be out there forever. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to be, like, fully so committed like, to it. it you know, be, sender. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a business. Like, you can't, you can't, like, be like, all right, I'm, like, I've got this product and it's, and I'm just gonna wait for customers to just walk in the door and like love my product and want it. Like you fight, you have to like fight for your fight for your advertising and in talking like with other businesses to build like a relationship and yeah, um, yeah. collab. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's all like at the end of the day, as as much as it's like OnlyFans, it's like it's basic business principles. Like you know, go like the extra mile for your, for your clients and customers, um, you know, actively be seeking out like new, um, you know, new leads, uh, speak with like people in your industry and in your like niche and like build relationships, Mm -hmm. um, seek out mentorship. Like it's like, it still is. Yeah. It's the basics of, uh, of business really when it comes down to it. Yeah. I think there's no doubt for me that like, an OnlyFans creator is a business person. Yeah. Because it's just like building any other business. You have to build up clients, 
market yourself, do all the yeah. things you were talking about. So now I know you wanted to talk about some of the different types of content you can see on OnlyFans and some trends you've noticed. So do you want to speak to that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think with OnlyFans, I, f- I think the interesting notion that you see is more so like couples um, getting into OnlyFans kind of together. Um, and even though they're, you know, predominantly monogamous and some being polyamorous as well, that they're, you know, documenting and, and creating content around, you know, their, their intimate life for a specific like community of people they you know probably know virtually but don't actually know like in real life which i think is just like in a very interesting period of time that we're in um and then on that notion that people either individuals or people in relationships basically creating only fans with other creators and traveling like the world so like using like their money that they're making passively through subscriptions to travel, but also meet other OnlyFans creators like in the city um, uh, to create content. And then, yeah, basically just like experience like the world. So I think that's like a very, it's an interesting um, thing that's come up through the rise of OnlyFans that I, that would not have existed like prior um, for a lot of these individuals. So it's like, (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like another, I want to say it's like another coming of um, social media. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> thinking of dirty jokes to make. Um, um, but that, they're digital home ads. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you it. have social media and, um, and then you have something like this come up that really like does create an avenue for people who, you know, don't want the constraints of like a studio um, being behold, like you have to be, it's like almost the way that like the pandemic changed, like the way people work in like corporations or like different businesses that like you can work and like do the same job, but you can do it like literally anywhere you want. And you can do it like from your home the same way, like in porn studios, like back in the day, you had to be there, you had to be there at a certain time and you'd shoot the, like the scene and then it would be like, and this is when you finish, here's your check. But now it's like, you can do it anywhere. You have the freedom, creative freedom to do it any way you want with whoever you want. And you can post it and like, you can kind of control, um, like how that does, like in terms of like your growth or like what kind of niche you want to carve out or mm-hmm. what kind of experience you want to give to like your viewers and your audience. So it's, um, yeah, it's uh, an interesting, like almost like paradigm shift that I think even just society is going through to be like, more comfortable with people being able to work and do what, where, like what they want, wherever they want. Yeah. Um, why am I blanking right now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're just shocked. Yeah. I'm just so shocked. I was going to say like, also I feel like for you and I, like we don't have so many judgments about it really towards people that like make OnlyFans content for me i'm like that's great you're a business person you're providing value but i think it's also important to talk about like the weight of making that decision in today's world yeah because like like you said like if you do decide to put that out there that can potentially live forever so you need to be comfortable with that yeah um and so one thing that 
in listening to some other podcasts that talk to OnlyFans creators, which seems kind of like it could be perilous, is like their referral program. Okay. Which is like where if an OnlyFans creator um, refers a new creator to like make their own account and start the platform, um, I think they get like a percentage of their revenue. Okay. I think that's how it works. So like, I don't know if that comes out of OnlyFans cut, like the OnlyFans 20%, maybe this referral person gets like five or 10% or yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's something like that. And, um, it's interesting because then it kind of incentivizes people to like bring other people who aren't already on the platform onto the platform, which is great if you've got like your friend over here, who's like already a porn star. Yeah. And they're like, oh, great. Like, I can just make my own account. But very different if you're talking about people, like, trying to attract, like, people that don't quite know what the implications are to doing something like yeah. that for monetary gain. Yeah, I think that's um, interesting because it's almost like... Um, it's almost like a pyramid scheme, but it's, like, not built off of, like... I mean, it's still a product. Because it's generating real revenue for these people, but... Yeah, in the same sense that, like, being a agent of any sort is a pyramid scheme because you make a commission off of, like, clients. Yeah, I think that, could, that just has, like, you're walking a line um, in terms of uh, who you're getting on board. But it's not as if, like, I also think there has to be, like, some sort of onus on, on the individual, the, on the individual yeah. like, signing up for the That's very true. I have no idea, like, yeah. I had no oh. idea what this entailed. Um like it's yeah it like reminds me like randomly of like Meghan Markle like talking about getting to the royal family and being, I had no idea like what I was getting into I'm like there's no way you did not like you could do like a basic like google search and like understand what the expectations of like a working royal are so it's like the same way like if you're getting into OnlyFans like just like how to be successful on OnlyFans and you can like see like a list of information to be like Am I up for this? Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. Like, if I'm not, then, like, I'm not going to be, like, a part of this. But you can't, like, blame someone for necessarily for, like, like um, trying to include you in it. And if you do end up, like, pursuing it, hopefully it's in, like, because you wanted to make the decision. And ultimately, like, yeah, like, things do happen, but you do have to have some, like, ownership and accountability for the decisions that you make, even though like someone like maybe suggested that they like you should do it. And then you use their promo code. I think, uh, mm -hmm. the ownership is still on you. Yeah. To control the, the narrative. But I do see at the same time, I think it's hard to know, like set expectations because it's not like, I don't think anyone's like going into OnlyFans and being like, Oh, like, um, like I can't wait to post like all these nude photos and make like $150 a month. And, like, this is so worth it. And I, like, you know what I mean? But for some people, it's, like, they just want to post those photos because it makes them feel good and they, like, enjoy In which case, $150 that. a month is $150 a month you yeah. wouldn't have had if you didn't do that. Yeah. And so if it doesn't interfere with your life and you're enjoying it, yeah, then I say why not. It's, but like, a certain circumstance. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be a crowned, like, attorney and, like, start posting, like, OnlyFans and expect it to, like, go well. But I do think, like, there's even been nurses that have, like, gotten into trouble for creating OnlyFans and I'm like this is that's literally like the most ridiculous thing like these people are literally like cleaning out like 
old people's private parts and you're like uncomfortable because they're like nude. Like I'm like, they like, it doesn't make sense why a lot of these hospitals like have such a problem with it personally, because you're like, it's, I don't know if like, if you're a government like employee, like I, I, I can understand like why that would be problematic. But like, if you're a nurse, like, but isn't a nurse the government employee? I mean, like, more like a government official, like, someone that's, like, making decisions in, like, government policy. But I feel like if a nurse, like, has to be comfortable with someone's, like, with, a with like, a body, it almost makes me feel, like, more comfortable that they're, like, that liberal. You know what I mean? Like, if I had a nurse and they were, like, also an OnlyFans creator, I'd be like, this is amazing. Like, I'd be, like, more, <laughs> like, like, this is great. But, like, it seems weird that they would be, like, people would be, like, concerned with that. But I feel like there's almost, like... <laughs> like a mindset shift where it's like people have people view like old people view OnlyFans creators as like these like porn stars and I'm like I don't like it's not the same way it was when you guys were like growing up like it's not the same like society you know mm -hmm. what I mean but I feel like it's the same I, I think it's like working backwards it's like how can you like hold someone's body against them in the way they like choose to express it like you wouldn't do the same if like this nurse like loved painting like naked photos of like women and like they, they'd be like oh that's like an interesting hobby that you have but if she takes her clothes off a suddenly like it's grounds for like her being fired but she's only like she's obviously only like creating that content for people that want to see it and that are like paying her but i don't know that's my perspective yeah I really don't know where that line is. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's, it's like what is the difference between between like a crown attorney deciding to make that content and like a nurse? But even then, I don't think that has like that doesn't in my mind that doesn't impact like their expertise or like experience outside of that. Like I see them almost as like separate things. It doesn't mean they they can't do their job. Yeah. Like personally, like I don't yeah, but that's kind of like my perspective on it that it shouldn't be held so harshly against people especially in like roles where they're they should be promote like promoting the idea of being like comfortable and like like being who they are and like i think we should be more comfortable with people be like having their own personality and feel free to be who they are agreed and i think that's a change like i want to see in the world like, yeah. I wish people were just more open about this stuff because what you're saying before is, like, I do feel like maybe not talking about it and sweeping it under the rug kind of creates a situation where people can be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, if if everyone's open about the reality that sex work exists and it's, like, recognized and, you know, like, I feel like we can talk about it and then... Um, people who are in situations that aren't good have outlets to like speak about it. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing is like, you know, we live in one very specific country in this like whole wide world. And the reality is like probably more than half of that world um, has far more traditional values than we do. Yeah. I mean, still think there's so many countries where being gay is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... But, like, there, yeah, it's the same dynamic, though, that it's like, oh, like, people are, like, very not comfortable with, like, 
individuals who are gay like in public but when it comes to like the evening where like like a man wants company like and but still wants to like you know keep their like family dynamic and like their relationship with their family like fine they're like cool to like be with another guy like yeah it's almost like a feedback cycle like like um people don't necessarily like in their heart of hearts believe that something's wrong but they believe in the perception of it but it's like they show a public face that matches the values of the people around them but maybe those people are also showing like a public face with certain values and it's like if we really ask ourselves like what values do we hold do we agree with this or don't we it's hard to discern though because i think everyone's kind of like indoctrinated or informed by their upbringing yeah but it's like all just like so convoluted it's like the idea that even like we're comfortable like in a corporation or a workplace setting being like oh like me and my husband are trying for a baby and i'm like that's (laughs) literally like not the words that I want to hear. Like, there's no way. Like, I you could go to work and be like, oh yeah, like me and like me and my uh, partner like just like got it on last night and it was, it was super great. Like, oh yeah, like do you want cream in your coffee? Like, like it's such a like a random like it's such a, like it's like why are we so comfortable with like that idea of like conceiving and like someone like our loved ones being pregnant, but we can't talk about like like any other like act that's not related to that. It's almost like this like social blocking that we like have. Um, yeah yeah so it's like it's very interesting yeah as you were saying it's very based on like traditions and like traditional values so um but and perception i think it's just all people basing like too much on like well what will other people think and like i think more people just need to lead like lead their lives in a way of like not caring about that because at the end of the day like you have one life, like literally one shot and you just got to like live it the best way you can. And at the end of the day, like you're gone and like, did you have a good time? Were you happy? Did you do what you wanted to do? And like, that's all that matters. Yeah. I think like it just takes one person to be just kind of open and honest about the golden retrievers on their lap. (laughs) Um, For all the audio listeners. Golden retriever just hopped up in front of me. Hello. Um, it just takes one person, I feel like, in a group of people to be like, hey, is there something wrong with this or not? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I necessarily believe this. Like, people will use that one person as an example, and then it can help everyone reassess what is right and wrong. I don't know. Yeah. But I think I think we're at a good place to kind of leave it off. Yeah. Sounds good. I think we covered a lot of ground. We did. We can always do more OnlyFans-related episodes if we want to get into, like, specific creators or... Get people, get creators on. Yeah, interview creators. That'd be fun. Um, Let us know. Yeah, if you guys want to hear more of this. Um, All right. Well, thanks for listening in, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.